so delighted to have brother and sisters Arpoli, and I apologize for being out this morning. I had to take care of some district work, but it's such an honor to have them with us. And I, I heard a rumor that he wasn't going to be singing by himself tonight. But we're glad they're here. We want them to feel a great, big, greater life. Welcome. Would you clap your hands and welcome them tonight? Praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. You can be seated for a moment. Thankful for my wife, Colleen, trying to push everything off on her, you know. Maybe if she sings and plays, maybe just testifies or something, I could just sit there with you and, and we'll shout together, you know. But she hasn't been for that yet, so just kind of easing her into it. But I do have uh, uh, albums available. I forgot them this morning, but I do have some if you are interested. Um, uh, Taylor Fish, I'm selling his as well. His are 15. Mine are only 10, so, you know. But uh, I hope they bless you. We both, uh, we both wrote every song on those albums, and um, I believe they'll minister to you. I want her to sing and, and just entertain the presence of the Lord. I know you've been standing for a while. Uh, however you uh, feel to worship the Lord, can we just take a few moments to worship him right now? Can we lift up our hands and invite him, Lord? Lord, have your way, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Your spirit is here. You want to do a great work, God. Let the Holy Ghost move. Have your way, God. We're surrendered to you right now. In Jesus' name.
you're here to do a great work, God, to deliver, to set free, and to heal. In Jesus' name, and we receive what you want to do right now. In Jesus' name, would you stand with me? Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, Pastor and Sister Hughes, and Pastor and Sister Long, uh, just well, so well respected in our district. You know, we used to be part of the same district, and then our district split off, and uh, but we still love and very much respect the Hughes family and this great work here at Greater Life Church. Amen. All of you people have been so wonderful, so kind to us. Genesis chapter 3. And um, we thank you for that. It is almost like you have the Holy Ghost or something. Amen. <laughs> pour it out, God. Pour it out. We, we want more of it. How many want more of it tonight? We want more of it, Lord. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. Upon your belly shall you go, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. Right after Adam and Eve had taken of the fruit of the tree that God commanded them, not to partake of. This is the Lord's curse to the serpent. And then in verse 19, he turns to the man and says, In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and unto dust shall you return. I want to talk to you tonight for a few minutes to the young people, to the old people and everybody in between, I'll count myself in with the old people, all right? Let the people of God rise up. It's time. Let the people of God rise up. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, for your spirit. You are here. Lord, you, want, you have a word for your church. You want to speak it, God. I pray you speak it with clarity, God. Help us to get out of the way and let you have your way, Lord. We submit 
our hearts, Lord, are ready. God, the ground is good. That the seed of the word of God can be planted and grow, Lord, and not be stolen away by the enemy. We're ready to receive what you have for us, God. I know that you want to do miracles in this place. Would you have your way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ? Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I was uh, in Dallas, Texas. I, a good friend of mine and I went uh, just a few hours up the road, two and a half hours from Austin. We were at an event. We had never been to this place. We wanted to see the place, so we got there early. And this man was in the microphone, and he was shouting and trying to get the crowd involved and and not, you know, people uh, so that they weren't bored. And uh, there were a bunch of things going on. He had his helper shooting uh, things out of cannons, you know, into the stands. And and over to my right, there's a blimp in the rafters, and it's dropping these $25 gift certificates to Chili's. Praise God. And just little paper uh, coupons there and it's way over there off in the distance I strike up a conversation with a really nice elderly couple next to me and I just forget about that because I don't know about you but I never win anything I I, sincerely I they used to have Pepsi used to have the one one in six 20 ounce bottles wins you know one in six wins and I could buy seven or eight of those and did not win a thing. And so I said, well, you know, that's great for those people. So I'm talking with this couple, but I'm watching that blimp out of the corner of my eye and it's coming my way. Would you know, it gets right above me and it drops out another 10 or so of those gift certificates to Chili's. So I forget about the poor couple next to me and I fix my eyes on the prize, you know, and I'm reaching up for one. I think it's in my hands. You know, I can get this one. And since it's paper, it's kind of floating with the AC and all of that. So I can't really get a good read on where it's going. I'm up on my tiptoes and it starts floating behind me. And so I, I'm on my tiptoes still and I'm leaning over the back of my chair and I grab it and it's in my fingertips. But as soon as I do, I lose my balance and I fall over the back of the chair, and the guy behind me rips the thing out of my hand. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm upset. I've got a little wardrobe malfunction, so I'm trying to stand up real quick and situate. I'm embarrassed. And uh, so I'm, you know, get up real quick, and, and there's a bunch of commotion going on, and there's a lady that's screaming in my ear. And I'm thinking... Man, I'm upset about missing that too, but I wouldn't be screaming. And I look to my left and there's this lady I'd never seen before in all my life. And as I came to, I realized what she was screaming. She was saying, you knocked my wig off. That's why I had never seen her before. She's completely bald. And it wasn't one of those things, you know, where it just, you know, falls off right in front of her. She just pick it up real quick. But, of course, it falls several rows ahead. Nobody can find it. It's under her husband standing there with his hands on his hip, and he's saying, you knocked my wife's wig off. 
I, I was, you know, what, what can you do? Just mortified. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And, uh, of course, I had my friend to my right, and he was doing what all of you are doing, you know, laughing. What are friends for? And I felt all alone in this great big place. And if it wasn't bad enough, the crowd around started saying, how could you knock the poor lady's wig off? <laughs> I ruined the poor couple's night. They, they didn't even stay halfway through. They left, and I felt terrible. You know, I, I, I'm not here to knock your wig off tonight. Don't, uh, I, I, I haven't come to do that. But, but I have come to expose the enemy for the fraud that he is. Amen. I, I believe it's time to knock the devil's wig off and, and, and to see him for what he really is, a liar and the father of it. Amen. God's curse after the fall of mankind turned to the devil, that serpent, and said, you're going to eat dust. He turned to the man and said, you are dust. And from the very beginning then, Devil, meaning tempter, accuser, striker, literally his purpose, his job is to keep hitting you and striking you blow after blow with those same worldly passions and lusts and desires, that same anger, that same bitterness, that same memory of somebody that did you wrong, that same foul language, that same critical spirit, critical of authority, critical of church government, critical of brothers and sisters, the enemy of your soul will stop at nothing to keep on striking and striking. And that's his purpose and that's his job. John, John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. And, and notice the progression there. He's not just satisfied with stealing from you. He wants to kill you. He's not just satisfied with killing you. He wants to completely annihilate you so that there's no remnant left. There's nothing left of, of what God has called you to be. The, the enemy's not playing games in this hour. He knows his time is limited. And so he is doing everything that he can to thwart the people of God. And that is why we're instructed in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He will not st stop tempting and accusing and striking until either you surrender to him or you say enough is enough. Uh, until you either give in or you stand up on your feet and realize I'm in spiritual warfare. It's time to put on the full armor of God and begin to fight the good fight of faith that was once delivered to the saints. Amen. It's the will of God that the people of God rise up. We are in spiritual warfare in these times. This is a war. It's not a game. I know the religious world today pushes more and more in these last days that God is a God of love and acceptance. But can I tell you, we do not serve a God that overlooks a love for or an entertainment of sin. But we serve a God who loves us enough, as I said this morning, to tell us the truth where sin will lead us. An eternity without God. And God will not allow us to be overtaken and consumed and devoured by the enemy of our soul without sounding an alarm of warning first. Aren't you thankful that he's a gracious and merciful God? God is here. Praise God. We understand that. We, we, we shout about that and we, we, we love that. We, we love to quote the scripture, Matthew 18, 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Although that passage though, that verse is sandwiched in between, uh, handling things with your brother or your sister. If there's any grievance, if there's any offense, right? 
It's not just the fact that you and I came together and, and Jesus is here and so we're all good. No, it's the fact that we come together in the unity of the Spirit. And if we've wronged one another, that we make it right and that we be a bridge, right, of peace. Praise God. God is here and we're thankful for that. Praise God. We're here. Amen. But, but where are the devils? Now, look, we don't glorify Satan. Uh, and, and we don't give him, sometimes we give him more credit and, than, than he deserves, you know. Uh, a pastor friend of mine was telling me that his, his, uh, he had a pastor friend who's, who was coming into the house and he was upset one day and his wife said, well, what's wrong with you? And he said, well, I got another flat tire. And she said, well, have you ever stopped to consider? Have you ever counted how many tires you actually own? And from all the cars and trucks and boats and ATVs and all of this, he counted them all up and he, he, he found out he had 98 tires. You got 98 tires, you're probably going to have a flat every day. And that's not the devil, right? That's just life. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes we, we, we blame it on the devil. But I'm not here to glorify Satan. But, but we cannot pretend that he doesn't exist either. And is it possible that perhaps we've underestimated the enemy? We, we can't afford to stick our heads in the sand any longer. There are some Christians today who are playing games. Uh, opening up themselves to spirits which are not of God. And when not focused on building God's kingdom and advancing his cause, we create space in our lives to fall into apathy. You know, apathy is the most dangerous spirit. It's the worst spirit that you could have. You say, well, no, I mean, uh, how, how could apathy be worse than hate? You know, picture with me those under the cross of Jesus Christ and his, those who were watching the Savior of the world and their friend die on the cross and the women there that were weeping in, in love for, for Jesus. And, and then those who were walking by and shaking their fist and shaking their heads and, and railing accusations that, uh, you, you, if you are who you say you are, why don't you take yourself down off that cross? You can do it for everybody else and with hatred in their heart, uh, they go about their way. But then there are those who are completely checked out, unmoved, don't even realize what's going on. They're just gambling for the robes of Jesus Christ beneath the cross. That is the worst place to be, is in the presence of Jesus Christ, checked out, unmoved. And for all the trouble that we give the prodigal son, deservedly so, and we've all been there a time or two, when he talks to the father and says, give me what is mine, and with a bad attitude he leaves his house with hatred in his heart for his father. We give him a hard time for that, of course. But at least one thing that the prodigal son was not doing was playing games in the father's house. You see, because he found himself in a pig pen eventually and realized, you know, this is not what I expected. This is not really where I want to be. He had the ability to come to himself because he was so far away from the father's house. He wasn't playing games in the father's house. Some of us think, well, I just go through the motions, just check off church, you know, just show up. And, you know, I attended Sunday. Isn't that good enough? I showed up with a people. Isn't that good enough? But no, no, no. It's not good enough to be apathetic towards a move of God. He's at work in these last days. But the enemy of our souls also at work. And he's trying to overtake and overcome, uh, and he's trying to be the strong man in somebody's house. And apathy can create access points into our souls where we begin to entertain things that we should not. We begin to entertain conversations that we should not. We justify them to ourselves and others and explain them away as if it's really no big deal. And we can entertain little things, little sins, subtle sins, harmless things we think. And we open our 
doors to our spiritual houses. But can I tell you, we must remember the devil's not satisfied until he is the strong man that has overtaken your spiritual house. Until he is the one who is in control. The spirit of the Antichrist is alive and well and at work in this present world. And while he is lulling people to sleep, he's ravaging their homes. While you might think the the struggle is just with me. Well, you might think it's just something I was born with. It's just something that I've just hardwired this way. It's just something I have to live with. I know Galatians chapter 5 verse 19 through 21 says, uh, For the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, adultery, fornication, wickedness, uncleanness, lasciviousness, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. I know it, 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 talks about them being the works of the flesh. I understand that. But don't you think that the enemy of your soul, will he'll do whatever it takes. He just wants to join your team and help you out any way that he can, any way he can help you lose. He's looking for a doorway, an access point. And when we entertain the works of the flesh, don't you know the enemy of your soul is creeping in, trying to take over your house? You know, we, we even change our language a little bit to make it more suitable in our world today, to make it less offensive. No longer is it called rebellion or lawlessness or spiritual adultery. No longer do we call sin, sin, but we, we, we use softer and gentler tones, less offensive tones like my struggle or my disorder. But all the while, the devil keeps on working and he's not satisfied until he takes over the house. Do you know why the devil is working overtime in this hour right now? Uh, he's giving everything he's got because Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 36, no one knows the day nor the hour. The angels don't know. The devils don't know. And so the angels are doing their job. They're ministering spirits. And the devils are working overtime in this hour. They're doing their job. Am I doing my job? Is the church doing its job? Jesus said, if you know what hour that, that, that the Son of Man would return, if you're anything like me, you just, you know, play games until, oh, it's about 30 minutes I have until Jesus comes back. I, I guess I better hit my knees and get serious about this thing. And Jesus said, that's why nobody knows. And the enemy doesn't know, and the angels don't know, but they're working overtime doing their jobs. The question is, are we doing our job? It's time for the church of the living God to rise up. It's time for the army of the Lord to rise up and put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand the evil one in the evil day. Hallelujah. The wicked spirit of the Antichrist will stop at nothing until he takes over. Yes, set up the temple so I can set myself up in it. So God is here and we are here. But where is Satan? Is Satan being cast out or is Satan being entertained? Can I tell you uh, where Satan is? He's found comfortable places among us in the pews, uh, on the platform. Uh, I, I, I just I know it's not popular what I'm saying here. But I think it's important that we address the evil and the darkness and the Jezebel that's in the midst. And, and, and when I, when I say we, I, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about your pastor. I mean, it's obvious that that man of God knows and, and he sees it and he's preaching against it. It's obvious that he's targeting it in the Holy Ghost. But when I say we, I think sometimes we let down our spiritual guard and say, well, pastor, we'll handle it, you know. 
He knows. I mean, we're good. Everything's good. Second Corinthians 6, verse 16 and 17. What agreement has a temple of God with idols? You are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. But you gotta come out and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. Then and only then will, will I receive you. Revelation 2, 18 through 23, a, a, a letter to the, the church of Thyatira. These things saith the Son of God, who has eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know your works and charity and service and faith and your patience. And your works, and the last to be more than the first. In other words, you're growing in this thing. You're doing better than you were before. Notwithstanding, verse 20, he says, I have a few things against you because you suffer that woman Jezebel. You tolerate that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not aren't you thankful for a god that has the grace and mercy to give us space but she decided she does not want to repent so verse 22 said of revelation chapter 2 behold i will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds and I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts and I will give unto everyone according to your works verse 24 says this but unto you I say unto the rest of the church of Thyatira as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak I will put upon none other burden uh, in other words there are some in the church that are not playing games. They're not, they're not seduced by the spirit of Jezebel. They know what time it is. They are the people of God rising up. But it, it, we've got to confront that spirit, that sexual immorality. Uh, some of you have not known, as he defines it, the depths of Satan. It's time for somebody to confront that spirit of Jezebel that's lurking in your life and make up your mind right now. God said Jezebel's going through that great tribulation, but I'm not going with her. It's time to get up and to stand strong and to get courageous and to get serious about this thing. God said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The Holy Ghost is about to step up in this room and give us a word of knowledge in this place right now. Yes, Jesus is here to deliver. Thank God for that. But the spirit of Jezebel is also here to try to fight and to war and to persuade and to seduce your mind and heart that everything's good with me all is well I don't need to make a move toward the altar I'm all good 
Where are the devils? Why do we literally not see more devils being cast out? Are they being tolerated? Are they being allowed to hang out and hang around in comfortable spots? Come on now. Some are being sedated. Hey, try this pill. Hey, take a prescription for that. Hey, take counseling for this. Now, I'm not against medication. I'm not against counseling. I believe it's definitely the will of God for some people to get that physical, emotional, mental need met. I'm not against it. But what I'm saying is there are some dealing with some spiritual rooted issues that need to be resolved. Resolved with the devil being exposed for who and for what he is. A strong man in the house that's going to lose all of his strength. If you'll take the opportunity that God has afforded to every one of us tonight to run to Jesus, to throw up your hands, to surrender your life to God, to repent. Come on, he's going to bind up the strong man in your house if you'll let God have his way. Come on, somebody, is there a believer in the house that knows what I'm talking about? It's time. It's time now to rise. Rise up. Come on, would you lift up your hands? Come on, somebody, this atmosphere, come on, this anointing, it's got to be so thick in this place that no demon is comfortable hanging out here. Come on, if we bring Jesus into the room, we've got everything that we need. Come on, somebody, the Spirit of the Lord is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty in this house. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. My Lord, my God. You can be seated for a moment. That spirit of Jezebel at work proved to me, entertained me, wow me, show me. Oh, God. And sometimes, folks, if, if we're going to be honest, as I, I didn't get to finish my sermon this morning. But I feel like sometimes it, we get so close to the breakthrough, but because it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen or uh, that we begin to hold God accountable. Where are you, God? And, and we begin to question God. And, and the moment that you walk away from the altar, despondent, defeated, hanging your head is the moment that the enemy can find an access a point to your soul and get inside there with that bitterness and with that grudge. It's not happening My God, I'm telling you, it's time to warn the spirit and to keep on pressing until there is a breakthrough. I'm not going to lose my faith because God didn't do it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm going to keep on believing God's word. If he didn't do it for me, I'm just, it's just another opportunity. When I go to prayer again, it's just another opportunity for God to have his way. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we're mesmerized and, 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 by, by signs. We want the wonders and the power of God. We want to see the hand of God. And if we're not careful, we can have that spirit that entertain me, wow me, tell me something, preacher, that I've never heard before. Come on, tickle my ears. Give me a revelation. You've been preaching all this stuff. I already know. I've already heard all this. If we're not careful, we can have that spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Pharaoh that says, wow me, entertain me, feed me. Oh, God, let it not be said of the people of God. It's time to level up from being wowed by God and having to be wooed by God to to walk with God. I'm telling you, it's time to be faithful to our relationship with God. Come, Come whatever, come what may. I'm going to remain faithful because I know you're faithful to your word. Some demons lurk in comfortable places where they've been for years, safe and secure, and knowing that, hey, you know, you'll, you'll flirt with the devil. You won't marry yourself to him, but you'll flirt with him. The devil does not care if you don't bow down and worship him. He doesn't care, just as long as you don't worship God. 
just as long as you don't give everything to God. The devil is just fine with you cheating on him. He's fine with that. And coming to church and clapping your hands just as long as you promise to take him back in those moments of loneliness. The devil's not interested in being your best friend. He, 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 he's not interested in your well-being. He doesn't need to be loved by you because he's a spirit of lust and greed and perversion and destruction. He's just fine with you serving God 99% so long as it's not 100 He doesn't care if you speak in tongues as long as you make time for him too. And the devil laughs because if he can convince us that he's not real and he's not at work. Come on, man. I mean, we know he's at work out there, right? Certainly he's at work in the world. We can definitely see that. But he's not at work here. And if he can convince us that he's not real and he's not at work and he's not warring against your mind then he can keep on working right within the four walls. I have no doubt that we all believe in the power of God. I know that full well. You've got testimonies you can share. You could take this mic and we'd all run laps around the building. I know you know the power of God. You've got testimonies. But I'm afraid that that we fail to consider the seducing tactics of Satan. And like Samson flirts with Delilah, we begin to take for granted the power of God that lies dormant within us. I believe it's time to stir up the gift. It's time to let the one who has all power and all authority step into our houses tonight and bind up the strong man once and for all in the name of Jesus. Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. That's the very first thing he said. They shall speak with new tongues. But if you don't believe that the enemy is out to destroy your mind and your family and your relationships and your soul and everything that you hold dear, how are you going to cast him out? If you don't believe he's the enemy of your soul, how are you going to pinpoint who you're warring against? No real need to ask for deliverance if the devil can trick you into believing he's not really active in your life, in your family. I realize I'm saying some bold statements tonight. I'm not here to step on toes. I'm not here to call anybody out. I'm here to call the devil out tonight. It's time to call him out for what he is, the church. The church, we can be guilty of this. I'm preaching to myself of not believing in the devil. Perhaps in mental acknowledgement, but not in practice. And that if the devil's not taken seriously, I'll tell you for two reasons. Number one, because we know how great and how big our God is. So, I mean, really, who's the devil? And that's true, because God is great. But number two, we know our own struggles and our own temptations and our own thoughts, and sometimes we just give in to, it's just me. But could it be that because we do not believe, we do not see? Why is there a revival in our kids and in our young people? Over the span of of two weeks, I, I probably saw 16, 17 kids and young people Received the baptism of the Holy Ghost recently. Incredible what God is doing in our young people. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's the truth. Anyhow, why is there revival in our 
kids? What's happening? And why sometimes am I unmoved? Jesus said, Matthew 18, 3, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Could it be that there's revival in our kids because they believe? I'm not just talking about they believe that there's a God and his name is Jesus and, and that they can, you know, they know that they need the Holy Ghost. But I'm also talking about they can feel, they can sense and believe and see spiritual wickedness and darkness and devils. They understand what's going on in our world today. Why is our world attacking our children? Why is he attacking the school system? Why is he going after the smallest of kids? Because the devil knows that if I can get to the kids and turn them into adults, hardened, apathetic adults, as fast as possible, then I've got a big dent in the church of the living God. Why do you think the enemy's after your kids? And why do your kids know it? We want to protect our kids from darkness. Let me tell you something. Sometimes our kids are more aware than we are. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe that our children know and they can see what the devil's doing in their home and they can see what the devil's doing in their parents. Come on. If you don't believe that we're at war, you've lost your mind. Who wants to be free forever? I know I do. Come on. Who wants spiritual strongholds to come down in the name of Jesus? Who wants wickedness to be destroyed? Come on. Who wants every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God to be cast down? I'm not talking about hype. I'm talking about complete freedom and liberty in the house. I'm talking about every need. My God. I'm talking about if you need healing for your mind and for your heart and for your emotions. I'm telling you the healer is here and God wants to do it. But can I tell you, it doesn't matter how great and big our God is if he's not allowed to come into my individual house and completely have his way and bind up the strong man in my house. You can be seated. Do you think for one moment that Syrophoenician woman who we discussed this morning, do you think for one moment she did not recognize the power of Satan? Of course she did. That's why she sought a greater power. Oh, my God. Can we lift up our hands right now? Can, can, can we ask God to just... Can we ask him to have his way right? I believe that the atmosphere has to shift. Something has to change there has got to be there's got to be a fire that begins to burn and it's got to burn inside of me first come on revival fire it starts with me oh god oh i I want a clean heart god i want you to purify my mind and my motives i don't want anything god that 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 my own agenda or my own little secrets i don't want to wink i i don't want to nod i i I don't want to move swiftly with my feet no 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 no. i want to please you in everything that i do god i'm consecrating myself to come on stir up that gift believer stir up that gift child of god let the people of god begin to rise up Uh, come on the atmosphere is going to be primed and ready that the devil cannot be comfortable in this house my Lord. In the name of Jesus. We're in spiritual warfare right now. Oh, come on, somebody, the people of God. I know you know it. It's time now to rise up. In the name of Jesus. God, thank you for these people. Thank you, God, for these hungry hearts. Thank you for the response of the word of God. Oh, God, these are your people. This is your army.
Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I want a hatred for the things that you despise. I want to despise those things. I want to love the things that you love. I want my heart to be pure. Hallelujah. How can it be possible? How can it be possible for a child of God to be... uh, possessed, oppressed, I don't, I don't really know what the word is, demonized, if you will. How can it be possible for a child of God? Luke four thirty three in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold your peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. And they were all amazed and spoke to themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. Jesus did not call out the man. He called out the devil in the man. Jesus Christ is not here to call anybody out to shame anybody. He's here to help you. Come on, somebody. I want you to know the deliverer is here. My God, he is in this place, and there is no demon in hell. Come on, that can stand against, that can thwart the power and the plan of God for your life. His spirit is here. The liberty is here in this house. Mm. I'm talking about strongholds of lust. I'm talking about strongholds of pornography. I'm talking about strongholds of bitterness and unforgiveness. I'm talking about strongholds where you don't let anybody in because somebody hurt you and, and some, somebody you really trusted, but they, they let you down. I'm talking about strongholds of fear. I'm talking about never moving past the surface of just conversation and somebody asking you how you are and, and you just, you know, you, you talk about the weather, but you don't ever get deep because you don't ever want to let anybody in close. I'm talking about all of those strongholds, those walls that we've built up. I'm talking about them coming down in the name of Jesus. There's got to be a shift, a once and for all shift. The fire of the Holy Ghost has got to burn so hot. Hallelujah. That no devil is allowed here. Here's what I believe is happening. First Peter 4, 17, for the time has come that judgment must begin in the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? That word judgment there. Uh, justice. The, the, the time has come for right to begin in the house of God. Sometimes we look at that as, as, as a terrible thing and God's going to bring out, bring down the hammer. Not necessarily. God is, he's trying to, there's a dividing line, I believe, tonight. And I believe that God's saying, who's on the Lord's side? Come on, who's all in? Uh, mm, a, a man in church, in the synagogue. A child of Abraham, a son of Abraham, and he had a devil. 
And that unclean spirit had a grip on him, had him in his clutches, would not let him go. I'm sure the guy was praying. I'm sure the guy was reading his Bible. But how are you going to fight the devil if you don't even acknowledge you're in spiritual warfare? And we cannot fight if we don't know who we're fighting. And can I tell you, we're not fighting one another. Jesus. Oh my God, we are fighting hell and hell is enlarging itself and we cannot be satisfied with just good church going people. Uh, There's a shifting right now. I feel it. There's a moving right now. I know I'm preaching to hungry people. You're not satisfied. I'm not satisfied either. And we can't entertain the works of the flesh and act like it doesn't open a doorway to the devil. Uh, Come on. Like it's just something that you deal with. Something just, you're not, you're not perfect after all. You're just made up of flesh. Come on. It's time to close the door to the strong man. But glory be to God because he's here to overtake him. It's time for us to take our adversary seriously. Uh My God. Jesus said, I come to destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus is in this place. But we cannot overcome what we continue to entertain. And subtle things give way to deep-rooted spiritual strongholds in our life. And they become monumental and their power and influence becomes great. But not as great as the power of God to absolutely destroy them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people that are bound in this place right now. I'm not saying that to hurt anybody. I'm, I'm calling the devil out. In terms of our fellowship across the country, I used to think to myself that churches were either spiritually alive or spiritually dead. But I don't think that way anymore. Churches are not spiritually dead. They're spiritual. Some are just entertaining the wrong spirits. Not the Holy Spirit. And all the while the devil's working with the Holy Ghost you and I have inside of us. We are supposed to call him out and expose him and destroy his lies and his darkness and liberate the captives and set them free. To turn people from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. And if we are not careful, we can practice living like Acts 2.38 is a once saved, always saved doctrine. We can condemn that because we know there is no once saved, always saved doctrine and we can condemn that with our words but if we're not careful we can act and practice like it's a once i'm good i I, you know i swept and mopped the floors at one time everything's good i'm all cleaned up i'm shiny and we remove the things that don't belong but if we don't replace them with god's spirit jesus said that strong man's kicked out but you don't fill the house he grabs seven others more yeah, they're stronger than himself and comes back and says, hey, man, swept and clean for me. Awesome. I think I'll set up shop. Me and my buddies are going to move in here. And the former strong man of the house brings back seven more evil spirits because the house is clean, but I'm not full of the spirit and walking after the spirit of God. Because I was saved at one time. I was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, but... Uh, you know, I'm worried about my 401k or my career or my education or whatever. And the enemy has lulled me to sleep. But freedom is here tonight. Hallelujah. God is here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Somebody can get the victory tonight once and for all over that devil. I'll tell you what I feel strongly in the Holy Ghost tonight. There's some strongholds that are going to come down. 
I'm talking, I'm talking to that spirit of Jezebel that wants to control. I come against that controlling spirit. I, I've already prayed a hedge of protection around your ministerial team. Uh, that devil will not win. He will not be victorious. He will not have his way. He will not control. There, you, you can't buy the people of God. We've bought the truth and sold it not, devil. You will not have your way. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get out of here. Come on. There's a people of God that's rising up. There's an army of God that understands what I'm talking about right now in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there's some seducing spirits that want to take control and move things another direction. It ain't going to happen here because the Spirit of the Lord is here. Come on now. Every stronghold's coming down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Would somebody lift up your voice? Come on with a believer. Begin to stir up that atmosphere in this place. Come on, somebody, that make this environment a house of prayer. Come on, make this place a house of prayer. It's time now. It's time. Holy Ghost, have your way, Lord. Holy Ghost, have your way. My God. Maybe maybe the music wants to help me right now. Maybe just a a small team, a skeleton team. I don't need everybody. Maybe, Maybe just a piano or something. But I'm telling you, I believe it's time to war in the Holy Ghost right now. There are people in this place that are bound and you need to be set free. The Holy Ghost is here to do that work. Come on, you need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Would you lift up your hands and say, God, I surrender right now. My God, this is it. This is it. I know it's a little different. I know it's a back to school thing, but our kids are, they're in tune. They know what's happening now. Come on. I'm talking to the children too, because God wants to fill some children, some young children with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Children, I want you to know it's time to pray. Children, I want you to hear me. Come on. I know you're sensitive to the move of the Holy Ghost and God's doing a work. Children, God's calling you too. Young people, God's calling you too. Old people, God's, my Lord. The Holy Ghost gave me a dream. And I am not, uh, you, you have to know me when I, when I sleep. As far as I know, I don't have dreams that I remember. <laughs> and uh, I guess I'm just really just an old man. And I'm kind of, you know, a little upset about it. Because uh, in the last days, you know, your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And I've never really seen a vision. But I've had dreams. So, <laughs> an old man. Uh, but uh, the Lord gave me a dream a month ago, and I know it was, it was for the church. I was, I was sitting in a bedroom alone with a seducing spirit. It was filled with all manner of evil, lust, pornography, homosexuality, transgenderism. She was purple. She spoke seductively. She was very attractive. And as she spoke, I was mesmerized by her words and the way that she moved. She would wrap herself in different garments. She would sway back and forth, back and forth, continuing to speak seductively while removing one garment, putting on another. She began to wrap herself in the, in the flags that are so prevalent in our society today, wrap herself in different flags. She was filled with all fullness of deceit, wickedness, and worldliness. She was very appealing and very attractive. And instead of rebuking and driving out that unclean spirit, I was mesmerized and entertained, entertained by it. And I watched her act and her song and dance until I was almost in a trance. And it was only then that I felt the evil that I could not deny. It surrounded me and I could not defend against it. It was too late to cast her out. 
and the power and the strength to do it was all gone. I trembled, I shook, I was afraid. I had no power over it and I knew it. Hear me, I allowed her to entertain me just enough. Just flirt. I'm not going to marry the thing. Just want just just enough. My God. That once it set in how evil this spirit was, it was too late to do anything about it. I was zapped of all spiritual strength to command it to leave, and I knew it was over, and I was done. See, what you don't realize, sir, is the very thing that you enjoy and that you think is harmless. What you don't realize, young person, the very thing that you, you think that you have control over. And you can just be done whenever you're good and ready, whenever you mean business, and whenever you really want to get serious with God, you can just flip the switch and everything's all good. But the very thing that looks and feels so cute and cuddly and innocent is wrapping its tentacles around your very soul. And what you fail to realize is this, that the very sin that you continue to justify is connected to every other vile sin imaginable. It's the same. The very spirit that you tolerate and play games with is on the very same team as the sins that make you sick to your stomach, that make you draw the line and say, I can't believe how they would do that. I would never go that far. But it's all the same seducing spirit. It's a spirit of lust. It's perversion. And it's at work in this world right now. And when we refuse to say no to that cute and cuddly little thing that we're exploring, we're opening the door of the house to the enemy. And the delusion and and deception of it all is that you think you won't be controlled by it. I can't be bought by the enemy. I can't go that way. There's just no way. I have standards. I have boundaries. Whenever I'm sick of it, I'll stop and I'll repent and I'll turn back to God. Just going to have a little bit more fun entertaining that spirit. But the reality is every single moment that passes and you refuse to turn and repent of your sin, you're one step closer to being completely consumed and absolutely destroyed by the strong man that wants to take over your house. My God, I wonder if you could stand on your feet with me right now. And I I feel the army of the Lord is rising up in this place right now. And I know I'm talking to some people who know what I'm talking about. Could you lift up your hands and you begin to war? In the spirit, but before we do that, I want us to repent of our sins. I want to make sure that our hearts are pure. I want to make sure that my, that my motives are pure, that I have no unclean thing that God uh, hates and despises about me. No, I want to clean, create in me a clean heart. Come on, can somebody cry out to God? Have mercy on me, oh God. Uh, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Come on, somebody. Can you cry out to the Lord? I want to make sure I'm pure. I want to make sure I'm right. You're coming back for a people that is without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish or any such thing. I don't want a controlling spirit. I don't want a lustful spirit. I don't want a prideful spirit. I don't want a greedy spirit. I want that out. My God, have your way. I surrender, God. Come on. There's got to be a brokenness about me. There's got to be a brokenness about us. Oh, God, here we are, Lord. We surrender. My God, my God, my God. 
That's it. Come on. I want to be clean, oh God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I'm laying it all down, God. I'm turning. I'm turning right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on. Stir up the gift inside of you. Come on, child of God. Stir that up. Now we're at war. Come on, somebody. Cry out to the Lord. There's some devils that need to come out. In the name of Jesus, there's some devils that don't have the, they don't have their way in this place. By God, ah, uh, there's some prayer warriors right now. I'm inviting you. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I, I want you to come. I want you to step out of your pew. I want you to run up to the front. I want you to throw up your hands. I, I need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Uh, oh, I repent. Uh, I'm turning. Come on, somebody. I'm inviting you. Come on, somebody. God is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Not to shame, but to help. Come on. To help you. My God, you're a child of the living God. I speak clarity right now. I speak deliverance right now. I speak peace right now in this place. I prophesy healing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on now. Yep, thank you, church, for helping me war in the Spirit. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, I'm inviting you. Come on. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. You need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Come on. You need to make sure the house is clean, but the Holy Ghost has had His way. That's it, young people. That's it, children. That's it. Come on. Lift up your hands and say, God, I want to be filled with your Spirit in this time, in this day. God, fill me with a baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the wonderful saving name of Jesus, if you've never been in the water, come on, if you've never had your sins remissed and removed, it's time to go under the water. It's time to take on the name of Jesus. It's time to make sure you're covered by the blood. Oh, let your blood cover us right now, God. Thank you, church, for helping me to pray. Come on, thank you. Thank you, prayer warriors. With every eye closed, come on, can you engage with me? Can you war with me, church? I'm asking you. Come on, can you turn up the heat a little bit? Right now, there's no enemy in this place that's going to feel comfortable in this house. By the authority of your word, Jesus. By the power in your name, God. God, we obey the gospel. Lord, we repent. We turn. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's it. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Come on, there's liberty in this place. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Yes, glory to God. Oh, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. I plead the blood, Jesus. Thank you for your blood, God, that covers, that washes. Oh, God, have your way, Lord. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse my heart, God. Oh, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Come on, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, church, for helping me to pray. Come on, young people. My God, 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 my God